The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. How are you doing? I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bowen, who you're like better than you like me, and we have a hell of a lot to get through and talk about today. Um, to start with, uh, does anyone remember Mary Kay Letourneau? Do you remember her, Paul? Uh, she was, was she the one who, I, I, do, I hope I'm not wrong, but, uh, well, <laughs> I like, do, but really is she the one who, who killed her children? <laughs> No, no, no. She is the one that slept with her sixth grade student and had two kids with him. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, jungle gym fever on a teaching level. Yes. Yeah, she was the the teacher, slept with the sixth grade student, then married him when she got out of prison. Uh, Turns out she was in contact with him the entire time she was in prison. There were restraining orders and everything else. Well, believe it or not, this marriage didn't work out. They're getting divorced. Oh, shocker. I know. It's almost like if you rape a kid, suddenly he's eventually going to not like you. I guess when he got a driver's license, he found out there were other women in the world, or what? Uh, no, he's like 34 now. Oh. And they got married when he was 18. Uh, that's a pretty good run. What, 16 years? Yeah, uh, 14, I believe. There was some space or something. We were 14 together. Um, so it's it's a little shocking, but when she was pumping, she was sending him messages in, in the milk bottles. <laughs> so this is all coming out of the divorce hearing, I'm assuming? Yep, it's fantastic. Speaking of total freaking disasters that uh, no matter how much you try and hide will eventually leak, have you heard about what's gone on with the new Mummy film? No, I have not. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, it has not only been universally panned, it's a complete flop. It is so far in below what they expected, it's shocking. And the feeling is now Tom Cruise is no longer a bankable actor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kinda, he, he still has to be in the right movie. You know, apparently this isn't the right movie. Yeah, well, yeah. And then, of course, um, the Wonder Woman movie did nowhere near as well as the the male movies, but it did much better than they expected. Yeah, everybody's universally loving that movie. Yeah, they said it was... it was, But I hate the quote, it's actually really good mm-hmm. um, as far as a superhero film directed by a woman, but right. maybe it's because it was a female lead. And I'm kind of there's, sitting there going, I'm going to punch you in the face. There's um, I also a, the factor that this apparently is the first really, really good DC universe movie. movie. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And so it they're giving credit. Nice. They're saying it's, uh, you know, it's shocking that this female director got it right. And I'm like, really? Catherine Bigelow is a friend of mine. She did, mm-hmm. um, she's done some great movies. I know some amazing female directors, so fuck you guys. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're, well, they're well, saying. Well, women haven't done a lot in the, as far as the action movie genre, although they've gotten a lot better in recent years. Hang on, but Catherine Bigelow did. She, she does. I said, she did. I'm, Catherine Bigelow is absolutely an exception. 
You know, okay. she will forever be a great director just for Point Break. Okay, <laughs> it's like you can't you can't mess with her. Mm-hmm. I like her. She's a nice lady and she's talented. <laughs> this isn't right, just, just bias. She's, she's also good at talented. It doesn't mean everybody's good at it. It's just she is always she is a fantastic director. Now here's an interesting one for you. I'm sure everyone's really shocked. They are still advertising and still trying to get butts in seats. For those that don't know, if a movie comes out and it's still being advertised on television, that means it's not doing well. So Uh the advertising should stop when it comes out, and then it should be hype and word of mouth. Um, Yeah, just like Wonder Woman. Yep, it just stops. Uh, I see an added day for Baywatch right now. Oh, yeah, that one died. That that died. They are going as far as they did a big thing because Zac Efron uh, made out with The Rock. <laughs> and they're doing he did in the film. I have not seen this, um, but they've got him going on talk shows and talk. I mean, they are trying to rescue this. But this horse is dead and gone. It's missing a leg and its head fell off and they're still trying to drag it up the hill. And honestly, why would they release it on the same day as a Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Because they thought pirates, everyone would have been burnt out on pirates. Uh, I don't think everybody's burnt out on pirates yet, as we saw. Yep, pirates still did well. From what I heard, it wasn't a great film, but it wasn't. Um, but it was definitely a great way for uh, Johnny Depp to pay for that divorce. Yeah, I, it wasn't his appearance in Yoga Hosers earlier this year, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I, I just don't know what to say. I, I don't know. I'm I'm so ash- I'm I'm so astounded with some of the choices. I just don't think Zac Efron can get it together anymore. I don't. I'd like to see the movie, so I have a better. I haven't seen Baywatch yet, so I'd like to get a better. But it was obviously a mistake to release it against anything. You know, I mean, didn't this uh, is I mean, Johnny Depp when they released uh, freaking uh, the Lone Ranger on the same day yeah. as uh, the Minion, or I think it was Despicable Me Too. Yeah. You know, I, this is, I, why I do you think that's going to work? The Firefly, the Firefly fiasco. Firefly was a very popular show, but it mm-hmm. was put against American Idol. And the director refused to allow it to be moved because he was sure he could beat American Idol. I thought, wasn't American Idol a Fox show? Yes. So was Firefly. Still played on a different channel. Check it out. It's really, the whole thing is bizarre, but that is what it was released against. Mm. Now, which one are you going to watch? Which one's most of the world going to watch? Well, I'm going to watch Firefly. At the time, I didn't even know about Firefly. I'm one of those people who discovered it on DVD after the fact. Well, it was actually even quite popular at the time, until they did the shitty Serenity movie. Eh, Yeah, I mean, I like the Serenity movie. Uh, There was one bit of it that I absolutely hated, which was killing off they a killed Wash. Character. character, and it wasn't Wash, it was, uh, I, was I, I saw the Wash one coming, because I saw him in bigger movies, so I think he wanted to get out, mm-hmm. but when they killed Shepard Book, that's what yeah, irritated me. When they killed Shepard, that absolutely be. killed me. You know, that I was pissed off, and I remember seeing it with a friend, and I was livid coming out of that movie, and like a week later... My friend runs into Ron Glass at a bar, the actor who played Shepard Buck. Yeah. Buck. And he went off on how his friend was going off on his character. being And apparently Ron Glass at the time thought I was a very uh, intelligent individual. I don't know. But I think it's... I hope it comes back. I, I don't think it will. And, I mean, we're, we're, we're losing so many things with the transition to the kind of film we're doing. Um, 
We're losing our A-listers. I mean, there is no real A-list anymore for the younger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it used to be that, you know, Tom Cruise could be in damn near anything and it'd make a gazillion dollars. Yep. But that's, that's kind of fading these days, so... Well, it's not necessary anymore. Everyone's worried about who Scott Disick is FaceTiming and if it's a uh, slap to Kourtney Kardashian. What's Kourtney Kardashian got to do with anything? Believe it or not, those are our A-listers now, Paul. Uh, Mumbling isn't going to change it. (laughs) We have a reality show president and a reality show world. Uh, what? So she's going to be in the next, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe if they're making the Mother Teresa story, they're going to cash a Kardashian? It wouldn't, again, once you put Selena Gomez in Gone with the Wind, I'm done. Yeah, what's the update on that project? How far has that one in? Uh, nothing. No updates. They haven't cast any further than that. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that they die in the probably water. realize they have to do some real look, and if they're going to go with Selena Gomez at the, in the... In the <laughs> Lead role. Who would want to sign on <laughs> Paul, to that? you sound I mean, horrified. You know, no. I mean, look, I know plenty of actors will jump on that, you know, but none of them have really any uh, value. Uh, they don't have any value to their name, so. Great. So. I, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty. But when you look at... I don't know. I'm. I think I'm just missing the way Hollywood was. I don't get me wrong. I love the red carpets. I I love the the Hollywood events. Um, and a quick shout out to Adrian and Claire Hair Studios. I get my hair done there by Richie, and he does me for all my big events. He did me for Comic Con. He does me for all the red carpets. A quick shout out there. But that that's kind of where I am. Is I don't. I, I, I don't see a future for the A-list in Hollywood anymore. Well, I mean, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. We'll see. You know, it's, we're, we're seeing our A-listers starting to age, and that's uh, probably a bit of a problem. problem. And we're not really seeing the audiences latch on to uh, new ones. No. You know, who's like the They're... youngest A-lister out there? Maybe like, what, Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, she would probably be one of the young- The youngest A-listers are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not you know they're they're my age. It's not where what it once was. Where you're seeing them come up in at twenty because of you know risky business. I know we're latching on to Tom Cruise, but that's what it is. Um, yeah. I do want to I do want to give a quick shout out to anyone. If you can tell me the movie that Tom Cruise was in with Tim Curry, I will give you a free ATV ride at Off Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. If you can tell me what movie Tom Cruise was in. With Tim Curry. With Tim Curry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know what it is. You know what it is. We'll get back to it at the end of the show. So hit me on Twitter and let me know. Um, but it, it is. It's a complete change. It's a complete well, change. It's coming for a while with the diminishing returns on our A-listers such as Johnny Depp and... Uh, now we're seeing Tom Cruise, although uh, the trailer for his new movie, American Made, looks really good. Now, that looks good, but I see... It's not really a big, you know, it's not a movie that's going to attract everybody, because it's, you know, it's about a, you know, Tom Cruise plays a guy who uh, flies cocaine into, from uh, uh, South America to to America. So, yeah, the kids aren't really going to latch on to that one. 
I don't think so, but I don't think anyone's latching on to Tom Cruise in general. The fact that we've mm-hmm. been let so far into his personal life has made him seem so fucking unstable. Yeah, there is that true. It's hard to... I mean, they were even talking about this on The View not too long ago. You know, that they... And one of the hosts was talking about how they... It, it's hard to separate, you know, all the weirdness that happened around, the, of course, the Katie Holmes thing. Yeah. And jumping on couches and almost breaking freaking Oprah Winfrey's hands and things like that. You know, you don't touch, you don't touch Oprah Winfrey. That's, she's the closest thing we have to royalty here. Yeah, don't touch uh, Oprah. Mm-mm. But it, no, it, hell, it's heck, a, I, I remember the a, joke when uh, Barack Obama took his first uh, trip in, early into his presidency and they said the most powerful black, black person was outside of the U.S. And I'm like, where did Oprah go? Yeah, where's, where's Oprah visiting? Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I get it. I just, uh, I don't know. I worked with, uh, for, for the Palm Springs, com- uh, for the Phoenix Comic Con, um, I had a whimsical hoot and bespoke glass slippers did these amazing, amazing shoes for me. There are pictures of them online. You guys should check them out. They're absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I love a whimsical hoot. I love bespoke glass slippers. But I saw Farah Abraham in a pair of shoes. I'm not going to say by which company. Uh, mm-hmm. ad- advertising these shoes. You know, she had these shoes on and she um, was kind of advertising them. And all I could think was, well, I th- I'm not really happy with that. I don't want to be associated with her. I love the shoes. I love the company. But Farrah mm-hmm. Abraham got famous on 16 and pregnant. Um, right. So she was already making bad decisions. It, yeah. And, and it's, been, it's been a constant nonstop. But if you ask a 12-year-old, they know who Farrah Abraham is. They don't care who Tom Cruise is. Um, I was at the Aloft uh, Phoenix Hotel for Palm Springs Comic Con. By the way, Aloft is absolutely gorgeous, guys. Check it out. Um, I was at I was at the Aloft and I saw some of the celebrity guests come in and some of the different people come in, and you're talking about kids who don't know who Danny Trejo is, who don't know who Christopher Lloyd is, but they know who PewDiePie is. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, PewDiePie seems like a nice guy. So, uh, yeah. except for the whole, you know, he got in trouble. Right, which yeah. was completely and utterly taken out of context. Oh, I I, com- I completely agree, but you yeah, can't... he's not um, a Nazi, people. No, he's not, but you can't expect to get in the public eye without having that stuff happen, but because mm-hmm. he didn't come up the same way, I don't think he has the coping skills. Um, we deal yeah, for the... Com- I don't... You know, I, but I would think that people who come up through the internet would probably have a little bit thicker skins just because of the nature of the internet. You'd think so, but like I deal with uh, the Arizona Corpse crew. They're one of my favorites, um, and they do all of my zombie stuff for the events I do and my monster stuff and my gore mm-hmm. and on, on the models and actors. And I watch these guys deal with people coming up and touching them and talking to them, and they deal great. And then on the flip side, as soon as you take somebody out of person and on the internet, and again, I'm going back to PewDiePie, they can't always handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, hey, it's a you know, fame is a double-edged sword. So it, it is, and I look at Michael. He's the the head of the corpse crew, and he's done a ton of zombie stuff. Like everyone knows who he is if you're into that, and he handles it great. And he does all the photos. But something I've talked to him about is he said I'm just really careful with what I say. I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm a zombie. I can say. Ugh. Yeah, you and know, it's enough. You know, there's, there's not really a lot to write into. 
yeah, you know. exactly. He said, but a lot more than that, it starts to get, you, you have to get careful. And I get it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. stuff taken out of context all the time. I usually will tell people to piss off, but for the <laughs> most part, it, I, I get it. And I feel bad with like PewDiePie and people like that because I don't think they have the experience. They don't have the publicists. They don't have the red carpets. They don't have that live camera and that live feedback to know how to handle it when something goes wrong. Yeah, but they'll figure it out. I mean, he's still got a big freaking following. And with everything that's happening on freaking YouTube right now, uh, he could possibly break off and form his own network. He should. Mm-hmm. I really think he should. Um, he's got a lot of views. people. He's like the most popular YouTuber. Yeah, he is. But it's I, I think pe- there are people that should move away from YouTube and move into the mainstream, but this is the future of distribution. Yeah. And it's a very Judy difficult... Has, has, he's tried. I, I've watched the... He's got a show, which, again, is on YouTube Red, but it's a, it's a kind of a reality show scaring Pootie Pie. Really? Right, but I don't know how well it's doing. I don't know. I think I just... I, I really am interested in the way this is developing because I think it's changed Hollywood and it's changed our idea of fame so drastically. Mm-hmm. And it also gives them an immediate note on how much fame they actually have. Yeah. Because if somebody has, like, a ton of subscribers, it's like, oh, this is somebody. You know, so yeah. Anna Arcana, I think, wound up in Ant-Man because of that. And it's very strange for me to see that fame has gone that direction. But we're actually going to have a bunch of YouTube stars coming on this show as well. And that I'm interested in happening. We are going to yeah. go to break. When we come back, we're going to have Dr. Ross and talk about a whole lot of health, wealth, and wellness. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host Laura Redman and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are. 
from the inside out. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I do want to give a quick shout-out to Scott Haskin for that fantastic music. If you're making your own film or you just need some really good music, check out scotthaskin.com or Scott, or you can email him at scott at scotthaskin.com. He does really incredible music, um, one of the best composers I've ever known. We are on, of course, with my co-host and dear friend, Paul Michael Bolin, and I would like to welcome to the show... Dr. Ross. Dr. Ross, welcome. Thank you, Summer. Nice to be here. So, we discussed last week that we weren't really going to do questions, but we did get one question that I thought was pretty pertinent, and then we wanted to talk about weight loss and depression, because that was kind of something that people weren't understanding. So, we have one question, and it is, you mentioned last week on Behind the Scenes that you do not believe in food being used as medicine, yet you use the Palm Springs diet to treat and cure weight gain like we use medicine to treat and cure disease. With that said, why did you create the Palm Springs diet? Is that not using food as medicine? Cynthia from Boulder, Colorado. (laughs) That's a zinger. Uh, I I feel, Summer, that... uh, the word diet, we, we need to define it here, uh, because diet means, uh, in the most general sense, what we eat. And uh, in some particular instances, it, it may also may uh, indicate a purpose, uh, such as Atkins, South Beach diet, grapefruit diet, etc., used uh, uh, to lose weight. Uh, other purposes might be like the American Diabetes Association diet for diabetes, gluten-free diet for celiac disease. Um, In uh, the Palm Springs diet, we're referring to uh, a way of eating that aims for good health. And uh, that's our purpose, not uh, so much for obesity is, uh, in more general sense, uh, we're aiming for good health. Um, it's more of a change in behavior than it is a you know, prescription. Or behavioral change, exactly. Uh, because it is a behavioral change uh, that uh, we try to educate people so they can understand the rationale. Uh, if you're obese, if you have diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, all these common ailments, um, uh, you most likely might benefit from a change in what you eat to a healthier diet. So uh, uh, we found that the healthiest way to eat is uh, to eat the same way our ancestors have eaten for the past two million years. Uh, uh, that sort of way of eating is is, has, is known as the Paleolithic diet. Um, 
it's based on the fact that our ancestors were hunters and gatherers, and uh, we as a species involved eating this way. Uh, the paleo, Palm Springs diet is a paleo diet, by the way, inspired by the uh, Agua Caliente band of Kuwait Indians, who are the local Indian Indians here in, in Palm Springs. Uh, but interestingly, it wasn't until about 10,000 years ago, uh, rather recently, uh, in fact, uh, on the uh, human timeline, that we began eating a grain-based diet. Uh, eating this way caused diseases of civilization, as they're known as. And uh, uh, what we eat doesn't so much act as medication to cure disease, but rather uh, how we eat can cause disease. What do you uh, mean? How? Are, what, what do you mean? In other words, if you're um, eating excessive starchy meals, uh, it can lead to diabetes, the, these diseases of civilization, as they're known as, heart disease, uh, obesity, uh, and so uh, they're not a cure for disease, but um, uh, eating, therefore, is not a cure for disease, but may indeed cause disease. Uh, so, good food choices, avoidance of starch uh, and other grain-based foods, uh, eating a large variety of foods, including no restriction on quantity is the correct way to eat and maximize your health. Uh, to your listener, Cynthia from Boulder, I, I would say that eating certain healthy foods is analogous to taking medication for a disease, but eating healthy foods is not medication, and obesity is not, strictly speaking, a disease. Uh, so uh, I think um, the way she's looking at it is a little bit uh, backwards uh, because uh, it is defining, um, really misdefining or missing the uh, definition of a diet and uh, also misunderstanding what a disease is. Okay. Now, what does, uh, what do, what do food, diet, and depression have to do with each other? Uh, changes in, uh, in appetite, either an increase in appetite or a decrease in appetite, uh, that is, we're talking about anything except for a normal appetite, can be considered uh, symptoms of depression. Now, if you're eating a lot of food to co uh, comfort yourself, uh, that, of course, can lead to obesity. Uh, there, there's been... Uh, a lot of uh, uh, tracking of people who, who have diabetes and uh, who have depression, and certain ones of them um, get obese because of the antidepressant medications. But uh, I think that's the main tie between uh, 
being overweight and being depressed, although it can certainly work the other way around. People who have uh, uh, poor self-image and, and uh, uh, are depressed uh, for whatever cause might just eat, eat a lot. So uh, there, there's a definite uh, relationship there, and it's important to identify and treat. Now, uh, we have a, a treatment uh, called transcraniomagnetic stimulation that we use for depression, and uh, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been quite useful. That's one of the parameters that we're tracking is, is weight, but uh, that way we avoid the necessity of uh, giving antidepressants that have all kinds of side effects such as obesity. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. So, if you can do something gently to alter what's going on, it kind of interrupts it. Yes. Okay. They call uh, uh, TMS uh, miracle growth for the brain because it uh, uh, increases neuroplasticity. In other words, your your brain is is preparing to learn to do things differently than how you've been doing them. In other words, maybe to change your diet or uh, give up a bad habit like drug addiction. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and uh, uh, I, I see it uh, take place among among my patients that are getting TMS. And that makes sense. Well, Dr. Ross, I do want to tell everyone out there, if you are looking for health and happiness and to lose weight and feel better, you can get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet written by Dr. Ross at Amazon.com, AuthorHouse.com, or you can go to KennethRussMD.com and get your own copy. And we will, of course, be sending out a copy of the book courtesy of Dr. Ross to uh, Boulder, Colorado. But I do want to say, Dr. Ross, thank you so much for coming on and explaining that to us. I know a lot of people really didn't get it when we got into it last week. So it was really nice to kind of break it down and get a different understanding. Well, I I hope it served that purpose. And, uh, you know, my favorite question this this week was from Cynthia. The only question. Uh, Uh, Yeah. We'll... uh, Look forward to uh, continuing the discussion next week, Summer, and thanks again for having me on. Thank you so much, Dr. Russ. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be discussing Brexit, politics in the UK, and how that is going to change life here in America. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolan and Dr. Russ. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. 
From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about a whole lot today. We are going to talk about the change in Europe and how we all just got screwed, but. I do want to give a quick shout-out to marchingapparel.com for some amazing, amazing gear. If you need personalized gear, check out marchingapparel.com. Vivix Printing, if you need something printed, they do it well, they do it fast. It's amazing. And we are going to talk about float spas and how that works because we've got True Rest Sedona, True Rest Las Vegas, and Float Therapy in Huntington Beach, California. And those are my three favorite float spas. We're going to talk about them. And I know mum uses them, so we're actually going to go into that a little bit and how that works on your health, your wellness, and your happiness. But first, we are going to talk about the disaster in Europe. So for those that don't know, um, if you listen to CNN, you're getting liberal news. If you listen to Fox, you're getting conservative news uh, up to a point. I do not agree with them firing Bill O'Reilly. Hmm. Um, believe not it for or the not, reason that they fired him, but yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really Bill O'Reilly got a raw deal. Um, and you know he got a raw deal because they gave him a $23 million settlement. And I'm saying this, and I hate Bill O'Reilly. The most neutral news source you can get, if you guys want it, is Politico. The best way to get your news is to do what I do and sit down and read all of the reports that come out of the White House. It's boring, but it's right. Um, and I don't mean from the White House. I mean you have to sit there and read the crap that comes out of the Senate and out of Congress and read it page by page by page. Yeah. It is and boring. I also endorse uh, the Congressional Dish podcast. Uh, yes. That's a girl who simply reads the bills that are coming out of the Senate yeah. and the House. 
So those are the only three ways, and I'll I'll agree with you there, Paul. Those are the only three ways you get unbiased news now, which is depressing as fuck. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry it is. I also also like RT America, which which I don't know what that's going to paint me as, but, you know. Why not? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm only going, uh, so I can kind of only endorse getting it from those places because you have to look at facts, not opinions. So watch where you are getting your news. This place is divided enough. The reason I am putting this preface in here is because of the shit we have to talk about. Um, All right, let's let's jump into it. I'd like to welcome Patty Morris to the show. Hi, mom. Welcome. Hi. Hi, guys. Glad so to be here. I, I like to have you on for this sort of thing uh, because we have to talk about what's going on in Europe and you've lived a great deal of your life in and out of this country. Yes, I have. And, and so you no have, one who, if you have not lived out of this country, you do not have a perspective on how other people view the U.S. Well, according we, uh, to the polls, currently the United States just lost its standing as first uh, first in the world after pulling out of the Paris summit. But I do want to say states in the United States are actually making a huge difference. All of California has agreed to follow the rules of the Paris summit. The city yeah, of Palm Springs, the city of Los Angeles, the city of Beverly Hills have. Uh, Pittsburgh, who Trump cited as I'm here for Pittsburgh, not Paris, said, we're good, thanks, we're going to follow the Paris summit. Um, yeah, he should have thought about that, because Hillary won that that area. It, it's, it, had, it actually didn't have anything to do with what Hillary won. Um, it had to do with jobs. When you work in the green industries, Pittsburgh has a lot of green tech, and China is making a lot of money off of green tech. So mm-hmm. the money of the future is going to come from green tech. And, you know, it, it, I've, I've heard it put very well. He's just a gargoyle from the past. He's trying to bring back coal, but it ain't going to happen. So, okay, now, Summer, uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings about the coal industry. Firstly, I think, you know, God bless the people who want to work in it. But what a terrible, terrible job, obviously. And um, well, that, that's that's the point. Which which you want to do, and what the right, world is doing is what. We are exactly our own resources. Is what are you talking about? That's not true. Oh no! Trump is going after our resources now, so we don't Ma- have to be so dependent on other people. Yeah, Mom, that's one of the reasons he's opening up a national park drilling, which is Ma- I'm not a support of. Ma- I'm not, Ma- I'm, I'm, I'm not Ma- a supporter of fracking. Um, You you don't want to go into this. One, it's going to cause a mass storm online. Two, that information is not correct. You can get the information from the Senate. Um, When he started the pipeline back up and that whole disaster happened is when all of this information came out. So Mm -hmm. if you look into the pipeline leak, I know Paul and I have talked about that in the past Mm -hmm. and what happened with that. There's there's a lot of information about this. Well, I might make a lot of misstatements during this show, and I'm happy to have you correct me on that, Summer, because I, like many of the other people, only know a little bit. We don't know enough to really, you know, we form opinions based well, that's on what little why we know. I encourage people to go to Politico, because if you listen to your friends, they give you the wrong information. Don't take my word for it. 
read the bills that are coming out because we just got what happened in England just screwed us in a way you won't believe. And we'll get into that in the film industry and as a country. But if you want this information, go read about it. It's all accessible online. Every word that is said in the Senate, in Congress, everything is recorded. And you guys can read it. Today, they tried to push uh, the healthcare, Trump's health care bill without bringing it to a vote and without advertising it. But it still gets out. So there really are a lot of ways to do it and ways to get your information. Um, green resources are where the film industry is going and where the money of the future is coming from. When you look at Elon okay. Musk. So you're talking about the Paris Agreement that we have not agreed to. Is that uh, what we're yes. talking about? Yes. He unagreed to it, technically. He he unagreed to it. And so Europe is no longer willing to work with the United States on a lot of things, and that affects the film industry. Can Uh, I ask a question? Sure. Okay. Why is it mandatory for the U.S., although we did give a commitment through Obama? Because the U.S. is a world leader. Because, hang on. Because the U.S. is a... Okay. Okay. So, the uh, that will cost us millions or billions of dollars. That's where not true. India to read and China the actual agreement. Stop. Stop. If you don't read the agreement, don't comment on it. We went through this last week. Read the Paris Agreement before you comment. That's not true. That's actually bullshit. Well, Check he said he wanted the- to renegotiate. So you're going to tell Mom, me you didn't and, say and that. said no. Read the agreement. It is a non-binding agreement that put the United States in a place of power. America lost face globally and it cost the film industry. For anyone that hasn't read the Paris Agreement, please pick it up and read it. It's heavy reading, but it's good reading. It is non-binding, not mandatory, but it put America in a place where they were leading the Green Revolution. Right now, the biggest money makers are coming out of China that are making the solar panels. The biggest company we have here mm-hmm. is Solar City that belongs to Elon Musk. That is the biggest contributor of solar power. When you look at solar, wind, and nuclear, those are the options that are becoming better for the earth. America, the closest thing America did, and I can't believe I'm getting into this again, the last time America updated any of its nuclear plants was in the 1970s. Right now, globally, there is a huge movement, and America just stepped out of it. It doesn't matter if he offered to renegotiate. By stepping out of the Paris Agreement, America lost face, it lost standing, and it's not going to be able to work with these green industries, which affects shooting, which is what we're supposed to be talking about. Okay. So, if you want to read the Paris Agreement, it is online, but the Paris Agreement was a non-binding agreement that existed to make globally a statement that we're going to try. It was not binding for America. It didn't cost America anything. And if you read the agreement, it did not. America didn't have to do anything. It could have jumped on one left foot and done nothing. The point of the agreement was to show solidarity globally. 190 countries are in it. The three countries that are not in it are Syria, who's in the middle of a civil civil war. I forgot the second one. We talked about this last week. And they uh, that draw- was Nicaragua, I think. Nicaragua, because they didn't think it went far enough, and they stayed out in protest because they thought it should be binding. 
and the United States of America, even North Korea, is in this. So actually read up on this, guys. Now let's get into how this affects filming. The Trump administration has alienated Europe to the point that we are not welcome to film there. Our one foothold into Europe was through the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom, by having the problems they're having, is for those that don't know, Theresa May won the election today. Yes. Uh, Theresa May is a bit of a jackass herself. She wanted uh, Europe, to England to pull out of the EU. England pulling out of the EU has massively affected their trade. These were uh, parties and things that were put together after World War II. And they were put together to avoid a, a third world war because it meant that we were all financially tied in and it was not feasible for anyone to pull out and go to war. By countries separating themselves, which is now what's happening, it becomes financially possible for us all to go back to war. You guys can check that out in the statement of withdrawal from the EU. All of that is available through NATO online. So the way the EU works is pretty simple. You can travel through Europe on your passport from your country um, you can get stopped. You can get tracked. It's easy. It's easy travel and easy trade. And the trade agreement prices were brought down, so Europe's trade industry got very large, and its film industry got very large. Some of the biggest film studios in the world are now in Europe. Here's the problem: England built its film studios outside of England. They built film studios in France. They built film studios all over the EU because nobody imagined that England would pull out. So now England has hundreds of millions of dollars invested in film studios they can no longer get to, which means we can no longer get to them because our deal is through England. Well, I, I have a little difficulty understanding this. Um, you know, even though they uh, pulled out a Brexit, that... They, they, did, they didn't pull out a Brexit. The exit from uh, the EU was called Brexit. It was Britain exit. It was shortened to yeah. Brexit. Yeah. Okay. Now, right. why is it... Why are the... If they own the studios in other European countries, regardless of the politics, because Why they're not going to be able, they're not going to be able to import, export, or travel. So what that means is, it's going to be without other. Because I think uh, didn't uh, didn't the UK or the Britain want to uh, be in charge of its own borders and tariffs and trade? So basically, they're just going to have to go through a few extra steps to travel now, right? Yes and no. It's going to be exactly the same as traveling and doing business anywhere else. When they did it uh, before, it was like us shooting in America. I could shoot in Louisiana. Yeah, just going from state to state. So. Exactly. Now, it's like shooting from here to Nicaragua. You have to hire a certain amount of people from the EU. You have to hire a certain amount of people locally there. You have to pay the foreign trade taxes. Okay, so we can Foreign still shoot there. We just have more taxes and more. Yes, yes, and no. There the is rules no existing. Kind of go back to their own. So I mean, no, Britain's going to want us to have fun, you know, shoot there. Well, Britain ha is going to have the option to negotiate that. Mm -hmm. America has no shooting deal with the EU. It only has a shooting deal with England, which was wrapped into the EU. Mm -hmm. 
So we currently have zero. We have no deal, which means we are going to have to have um, we are going to have to have somebody not students from renegotiate. Now here's the problem with Donald Trump's popularity in Europe. Uh, the the best way I, I was being facetious. Everyone hates him. Uh, the best way I heard it put was oh, from got a 36 my approval rating here. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, was from my Congress absolute 20, favorite Star out, Trek but, no. captain. Uh, my favorite Star Trek captain, oh. Mr. Stewart, mm. made the comment, uh, and I quote, well, America is really up shit creek without a paddle. He said, you've pissed everyone off. Now you have to figure out how to shoot here. He said, you basically, you came in the house, you shit on the bed, you walked out, and then said, can I come back for my coat? But you got to imagine his accent. <laughs> yeah, that's always an that's always an awkward moment, you know. After yep. you defecated, you know, on a bed, yes, <laughs> you, you forgot your phone, your thing back there. That that's it's just awkward. <laughs> so if you guys want to see that, it's on YouTube. Um, and that he's my favorite Star Trek captain. But that's what we're looking at, and that's where we are. Had he tried to negotiate this before Paris, I think it would be a very different climate than mm-hmm. it is today. Because the main person he's going to have to negotiate with is Merkel. Oh, yeah, she's basically the most powerful, one of the most powerful women in the world now. So She is the most powerful woman in the world now, yep. Mm-hmm. And and she's done a beautiful job. i got to give it to her. She put up with a back rub from uh, George W. Bush. Once you can smile after... I thought that was Biden. <laughs> I thought that was Biden. Biden's the no, creepy it one. It, it was Bush. It's, it's, it's on YouTube. Check it out. George W. Okay. Bush gave her back an unsolicited back massage. I, I was just playing the odds because, I mean, Biden's, there's a bunch <laughs> usually, of Usually, yeah, usually like, you'd expect it to be yeah. Biden. Someone got locked uh-huh. in a closet because of Biden, but no, it was it was Bush. Um, so that's where we are. We, we kind of shit on the bed, left, and we want to go back for our coat. And the host, the person that took us to the party that we, we tagged along with in the first place, they told off the host. They basically said, fuck off to the host. So they're not welcome back either. We can't even send them in to get our coat. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's the Good best analogy. example. Pardon? Good analogy. That's the best way I can put it. Is But it wasn't me. I can't take credit for this. Um, it, it, it was, it was my, again, my favorite Star Trek captain, my bald, handsome Stuart. Yeah. Um, but it was it was him that said this. He gave the comparison that America shit on the bed. I was like, great. Um, and he said, it's not that you know there's anything politically I like or dislike or even know about Donald Trump. It is that he is so odious and rude to Europeans that they want nothing to do with him. Yeah, technically he's odious and rude to just about everybody. So you know. <laughs> I didn't want to say that out loud. <laughs> and, and I, I, I voted for him. I happen to like him, but I, you know, I, I voted for him. I, I support him to the point where that. you know he's he's the pilot of the plane we're all on. So it doesn't. Uh, my thing is, I don't care who voted for who. I'm a big believer yeah. in once the election's over, we are all on the same ship. So it's our job hmm. if it starts sinking to start paddling. And and right now, I'm looking for the lifeboats, um, especially in the film industry. And you think, coming from reality television, he would be a little more kind to the film industry. Yeah. 
But yeah, so it's it's you, you think he'd be a little more understanding, but I think this was put. I, I love my Australian PM. I think uh, Malcolm put this in a really great way. Uh, he said, this is the best reality show I've ever seen come out of America. I just want to get some more popcorn. Uh, yeah, we knew it was going to be a get your popcorn moment when he got in. Oh, and, and it has been. Unfortunately, for those of you that want to get in the film industry, uh, try YouTube because, let's face it, PewDiePie is doing better than, you know, Tom Cruise these days. Mm. And if you want to no, film outside of America... looking for his wife. Looking uh, for a wife. Oh, Tom, are they I, casting that again? Really? Yeah. When's he yeah, going to come out? got a choice of four. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't know that. Damn, that that it just it doesn't surprise me. So on a lighter note, now that Mum and I have argued about politics, um, so you guys know this isn't a political show, but the political climate always affects the film industry, whether you want it to or not. And when you have a trigger happy president that's willing to you know piss people off or change trade, that affects the film industry heavily. Um, the last time we had this kind of interruption was actually Jimmy Carter who really screwed with the film industry, believe it or not. And you guys should Google that and check it out because he made some boo-boos. Uh, and he, he was, he was, he did, though he did put solar panels on the White House. I like him for that. Um, mm. Beyond that, he really screwed with the film Which industry. Which Reagan took him down immediately. Reagan did. He really did. Reagan took them down immediately. Here's one for you. Remember we were talking about China being the leader in solar energy? Mm-hmm. In Jimmy Carter's speech, he said, solar panels can become a thing of the future or end up in a museum. That was part of his speech. Google it, people. The solar panels from the White House from the United States of America is currently in a museum in China, in, an enti- <laughs> in a city that is entirely run by solar power. I am not joking. Google this. Fact check me. It's fucking hysterical. So he really, I, I think that was, he, fought, he foretold us so. He foretold us. He did. He yeah, foretold yeah, us. Sadly, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. <laughs> now, for those of you guys out there that have had enough of talking about Hollywood and politics, which has intertwined itself in the most horrific way possible in the last few years, go take a rest. Check out if you're in if you're in Arizona, go to True Rest. If you're in Vegas, go to True Rest. If you're in Huntington Beach or LA, go to Float Therapy. Been to them all. Yep, and go float. And what it does is it gives you a zero-gravity experience. And now that the NASA budget has been completely cut, that's probably the only way you're going to get to space. But it gives you a zero-gravity experience, decompresses your spine. It's really good for you guys. Seriously, check it out. It, it really, really does help. Um, and in this climate, political or otherwise, I do urge you, because I get a lot of messages on Twitter saying you agree with me, you love me and my democratic ideals. Guys, I'm not a Democrat. I'm a feminist. Um, I'm not necessarily liberal in all things. And I, I thank you for the tweets, but I am very independent. I vote on candidate. I do not vote on party lines. Um, I'm the same way. Yep, I'm a militant moderate. So. Yeah, and it, it's really... It, I, I just, I got to tell you guys that I'm not. So when you hear me ranting about this, I am ranting because I don't like how it affects my industry or how I don't like it, or I don't like how it affects something. Um, it, it is Summer, not. Do you know what percentage the industry is of our, let's say, not domestic, but overseas business? 
What percentage? Um, you know that California, I do know of California's economy, uh, it is about 35% of California's overall economy is brought in by the film business. I don't know uh, internationally, but I do know California, it's 35% um, total of total gross and total taxes in California, and it employs um, uh, a few million people, and it's the biggest industry in California, and California could actually break off yeah. and form its own country just because of the money brought in from film. So when something affects film, guys, remember it affects California. Does, does that mean we need to declare independence and California becomes its own country? Fine. I'm, I'm good with that, but I want to vote in Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's, been, he's really been slamming on Trump, and I like him lately. Um, because we, we got to have someone. I, and I don't like Feinstein. I do like that Harris woman. That Harris woman has been fantastic. Well, I like Schwarzenegger too, but uh, he wasn't very successful here as um, governor. So no, but I, I did. I did like Harris. You know, I'll tell you what. Bernie Sanders needs to be uh, the king of California. That's what we're going to do. This is the end of the show. I'm Summer Helene. We were on with Patty Morris. Mum, sorry for arguing. But I will tell yeah, you guys, before you quote anything, before you do anything, read the papers. Don't listen to Fox. Don't listen to your friends. And don't listen to fucking Facebook because some idiot posted that and it's just not true. Go to Politico. Yeah, the rhetoric, go read get, the laws. There you go. That's exactly it. Forget the rhetoric, read the laws. I like that, Paul. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin and Patty Morris. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.